This is episode 25 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast. As you are the star of each and every episode, as I read your writing, your short stories, your poetry, everything and anything in between, I just give it a platform and an audience and a voice, but it's your words that are a focus of every episode. So this podcast cannot exist without you, and I thank you for that. This is my third take of doing the intro um, this time. It's been about a week. I took a week off to handle some family matters. Nothing serious in the terms of there's nothing, no tragic story behind it, um, but I had to take some time off just to focus on that. And, uh, you know, I'm a procrastinator through and through, and so I, there was some hesitancy to sit down and record this episode. Don't know really why. I enjoy doing these. Um, but I did have some hesitancy, and it took a few tries to kind of get an intro that felt right. I try to do this as in little takes as possible to keep the flow as natural as possible. I don't have a script or anything. Um, so anyways, I'm glad to be back. I hope that you're glad that I'm back, and I hope that you're ready to listen uh, to some amazing work. This episode is an exciting one, and it'll be a little bit longer than usual, um, because I want to just talk with you guys in the beginning a bit, uh, just to catch up, really. And then I did include some uh, pieces that were going to be in last week's episode, and it was supposed to be in this week's episode, and since I wasn't here last week, or I wasn't, didn't do the episode last week, it's kind of a mishmash a little bit. So who knows how long this episode will go. I'm guessing... 35, 40 minutes, maybe, but don't quote me on that, even though I said it on record. The other exciting thing about this is that this episode is a partial collaboration with Small Leaf Press. I reached out to them uh, to see if they wanted to work together on an episode, and they sent me some amazing pieces uh, from some of their submitters along, and I was in contact with the people who wrote the pieces as well, and so that was very exciting. So some pieces on this episode are, are from them. And if you don't know who Small Leaf Press is or what they do, uh, they are a black-owned indie publisher for undiscovered and underrepresented writers. And I actually have a message from Candace Daphne, who's the editor-in-chief. And they said, I would like to take the opportunity to thank our submitters again for choosing to send us their hard work. We really do enjoy this work and appreciate the trust it takes to send out writing into the world for someone else to judge. The issue that these writers submitted to will be released in late June if people want to read it, and submissions will open again in July. And so when I uh, am discussing with them and then seeing uh, their social media account and such, uh, I felt like that our views on writing really aligned, and I was wanted to work with them, and they have been a joy, and the people I, I have discussed, um, whose pieces will be in this episode as well, were a pleasure to work with, too. So all in all, a great experience. Definitely check them out. If you'd like to read their, their this uh, literary press or submit your own pieces to them, you can find Small Leaf Press at smallleafpress.co.uk, and their Twitter is Small Leaf Press. And so definitely uh, check them out, especially if you're looking to get some of your work published. So let's just talk a little bit <laughs> before hopping in. You know, let me deep let me decompress a bit. Um, as I said, I took some time off just to deal with some family matters. 
uh, things were getting a little bit hectic, and I made a post about on Twitter in the sense of, in this podcast, I always advocate taking a breath and taking time to reset yourself for your mental health or you know life is so much rushing to get things done and what's expected to us sometimes we miss on just doing what we want or take care of ourselves and so I wanted to do what I was advocating and uh, as much as I enjoy doing this podcast at the end of the day it's something that I'm supposed to enjoy and have fun with and there's a lot of things just kind of crowding that out for that one week so I took some time off um, just to kind of reset, handle other things that are really important, and have a little fun. You know, after all the business was handled, I was able to uh, go on a motorcycle ride with some friends uh, a little up north, and uh, we even swam in a river. And, you know, one of the things I really enjoy about uh, being on the bike is just almost meditative state you can get into where the world rushes by you but also you kind of feel like you become one with it because you feel all the sensations of the wind and the road and the sounds and one of the things that I've noticed that no one told me about before is how uh, vibrant the scent of the world is. You drive somewhere and then you suddenly get the odor of the grass either freshly cut or farm fields or just being in traffic, you get the you smell of the other cars, and then as you dip into shadows, you suddenly feel the air drop, or you're back in the sun, you can feel it instantly rise, and you just feel so connected to everything, uh, for better or worse, because at the end of that drive, too, uh, my bike and my visor was just completely covered in bugs, uh, but it was very enjoyable, and it was a nice way to relax and see some friends I haven't seen in person in a while as well, and so a really good time. And so, now, you know, I'm back, and I had a lot of things in my mind, too. Um, And there's, like, a lot of things I wanted to talk about in last episode, and now in this one as well. But I guess I won't cut it, I won't go too long, um, just because I'm looking at how long this part of the episode already is. Um, But one question I do want to leave with you guys. The old saying... That it's better to love and to lose than to never have love at all. Now, what do you think about that? And I don't mean only in terms of romantic love, but it could be just in anything. Is it better to experience something and lose it, experience something positive, than to never experience it at all? And where I've always fallen on that is that it is better. There's never been a time that I wish I didn't know the people in my life, my friends, my family, um loved ones that you know people who I enjoy there's never been a time that I wish I didn't know them because I know that there will be a day where we're separated I always figure that the um, memories and experiences make up for the eventual pain that's um, going to come in life and so I would love to hear your thoughts on that take uh, in terms of any aspect of life. The only reason I'm bringing it up is just because we, I was having a discussion about this with some friends, and uh, I was curious on other people's views, because I've heard of sometimes when some really painful things happen, sometimes people would rather wish they just didn't experience that at all by not knowing said person or never having the experience that led up to that. And so I'm just curious. I just wanted to pick your brain and leave that question with all of you. But I think I rambled long enough um, for this intro. As I said, 
miss an episode and I feel like I just want to catch up with everyone and kind of just say everything that's going on. Uh, before we get started though, as always, we do a little weather check. This time we are doing the Scottish borders in Scotland and on Sunday, May 30th, their weather when this episode releases is looking like to be 71 degrees partially cloudy and with winds only 5 to 10 miles per hour. So super nice weather. Really jealous because weather here for Sunday is looking in the mid 40s and rainy. We went from a few days of 90 degree weather to 40, which 90 was a bit much, but um, I could use some 70s, that is for sure. So that's enough procrastinating and enough rambling for me. Let's get started to the real meat of the episode. For the first piece, we're reading one by Estefana, and it is titled Overseas Love. I want to write you a letter, the kind on aged vellum sheets, sealed with white wax and dried flowers, perfumed with memories of nights spent in your arms, adorned with my mundane words about health and hearth. Emails seem quicker, a few electrons, zooming past corals, the birds, and the airplanes, all in milliseconds, bringing to you my sentiments unattached. But texts could be conversational, my gifts could tease memories of nights, your stickers could yell sweet affections, my words could tell the mundanity of the day, but our nights would remain disconnected. The art of overlapping sensations, lost in romanticism, now vanished. We'd both be a mess. Overseas post charges $79. Traveling over the Pacific, it'd reach you 10 days in the future. So thank you, Estefana, for sharing your piece, Overseas Love, with us. I just think this is a lovely poem in general, and just the idea of making a long-distance relationship work, uh, and about finding that proper way to share your affection, what medium of all the ones we can use really capture uh, your love, and displays it in a way that they're able to read it fully. You know, and it reminded me of, for a while I was doing a service of, because I had an old-fashioned typewriter from the 80s or 70s I bought off on Craigslist, and I was typing people's letters they wanted to mail off and wax uh, sealing them. And I just thought it was a lovely, romantic way to do it, though a lot of effort gets put put into it. And so I could easily rationalize um, finding easier ways to send uh, correspondence, you could do emails, texts, but then you feel like you do lose some of those romanticisms, even though a letter, old-fashioned as it may be, would cost more and take longer to reach. But I just think that even with all those differences we can choose from sending our love and the options we have, it is a great thing that love makes us consider such things. 
that something intangible makes us want to fight, find the right tangible uh, way to deliver our affection. Uh, so thank you so much, Estefana, for sharing. Next up is a haiku composed by Robin McKinnon, and you can find them at art underscore rat on Twitter. Rain started again. The universality, very familiar. So thank you, Robin, for sharing this haiku with us. And as you all know, I am a sucker for haiku. As I said a million times at this point, which is impossible because we've only had 24 episodes, um, haiku to me is just such a awesome, succinct way to capture moments in the world that paints a complete picture with few lines, a few strokes of a pen, and allows you to extrapolate in so many ways of allowing the reader to paint their own image. Regarding this piece, uh, Robin says, Well, when I was picking the lines, background, all the lines for my haikus are picked from the Facebook statuses of my friends. Uh, these three came together expressing at once resignation and hopefulness which definitely describes how I, and probably others, are feeling right now. Resigned that bad and frightening times happen, but hopeful because nothing lasts forever, including the bad times. It's also worth mentioning that I didn't invent Facebook haikus. Uh, at here is Peg Mac was doing this before I was. And so thank you, Robin, as well, for giving us some background information on this. One of the reasons I really wanted to highlight the background for this haiku specifically is well one um, I definitely agree with the sentiment here of that resignation and hopefulness where we had to deal with a terrible year plus and along with that everything else that naturally goes terribly in life because that's just sometimes how life is um, but then being hopeful that we know that one day the bad times will end Night always goes into day. Nothing lasts forever. And so, I definitely agree with the message in terms of the haiku and how it's worded and crafted. Another reason I wanted to share the background is because of, of getting uh, inspiration. I'm sorry if you hear my chair. <laughs> I, when I do this podcast, I move around a lot. And so you might hear the chair making noise. But anyways. Um, but is the... Uh, different ways you can go about creating poems, writings, to be inspired, as you could use Facebook statuses as Robin and Here's Peg Mac do. Um, you can pick up on just words or catchphrases or there's so many ways to go about uh, being creative and finding that spark that sometimes when you hit a wall, uh, just make a game of it. Just choose something simple and expand on it and just see what you can come up with. And so I just really wanted to share that uh, this piece, too, because of that. As I think it's a great way for writers to grow or to even dive into the art if you're just starting out. Um, so thank you once again for sharing. This next one is by Jennifer Spurgeon, and you can find them at Twitter at 
Ein E. Togi. I hope I said that right. Um, as always, all the Twitter or names of the people that want to be credited will be in the description. So if you want to take a closer look, check there. This piece is called Night and Day. Souls, my heart longs to connect with you. I've so desperately held on to the idea that you share the sun with me, but I know that's not true. My body is weary from the day, and the night has grown dark. I must sleep, but I have to ask you, as the sun shines bright, will you reflect your light upon the moon? Will you watch over me as I sleep and protect me in my dreams? There isn't much I can offer you from the past. There's no way I can repay you for returning the sun to me as I merely pass you the moon. All I can do is assure you that the stars shined bright over me, and they will dot your blanket in the sky. There is one thing I wish to do, one thing I wish so much to do. I wish to call to you across the time that separates us and tell you that I miss you, that I'm glad you exist on the other side. With love, another soul. So thank you, Jennifer, for sharing this lovely piece with us. Regarding this, Jennifer states, Night and day started from an unexplainable longing, amusing by the light of the moon, I have yesterday's moon today, and you have my tomorrow. That thought ruminated every evening as I thought of those waking on the other side of the world. I thought about those in Australia whose tweets always lifted my spirits, and about the Korean artists whose music is always looping through my earphones. I thought about things like today is Saturday, but they live in Sunday. It created a desire to reach into the future to comfort both myself and others. I remember growing up and this idea kind of blew my mind when you, and I'm sure many others experienced this when you first learn about time zones, um, when it comes to world travel, because I live in the U.S. and we do have multiple time zones, so, you know, that was kind of cool, but, you know, you look at going into Japan, Australia, if I get everything correct, and, you know, as a kid, you're like, wow, that's time traveling. You know, I'm going in the future, and to come back, I'll be going in the past. And so I think there is a very cool and neat uh, connectivity that you highlight, Jennifer, in this poem. And this longing, as you said, to comfort uh, someone with it under the different time of day, under a different sky, as you might put it. And I think it's just a lovely uh, sentiment. We could be a world apart, seeing one sees darkness and stars and the other sees blue and the glowing sun, and we could still long to tell each other that we love each other, that we hope we're doing well, that we will pass along the moon so they can sleep tight and they'll pass along the sun to us so that we can have a wonderful day. And I just think this this piece is just warm. And I appreciate you sharing it with us, so thank you. This next one is by Lindsay M. Broomerhop. 
and it is titled, If It Had Only Been a Harpsichord. Please don't think it's lost on me that a piano key has the ability to break me into emotions I've walked away years before. I used to sit, a small girl, under the family instrument that existed unused in the sunroom during our time in Mission Vejo. I'd pluck at the chords below, allowing the deep vibrations to run through my fingertips and into my shoulders, down my spine. No one in the house really knew how to play it, more so a prop than a purpose back then. Thank you, Lindsay, for sharing this with us. This one reminds me of... And I mean, you actually said it clearly in uh, this piece of how how you bring out has the ability to break me into an emotion regarding that piano key. And it is funny how there's those certain things that happen uh, which may be insignificant to others that bring us back to a time in our life, whether happy or sad. Um, But one minute you're feeling one way and then that trigger happens and bam, you're back. For me, and thinking, because I started reflecting, I was like, oh, what would be considered mine? And I, it's a strange one, I guess you could say, or I feel it's strange in the sense of, it would have to be the song, um, uh, You're My Sunshine. And the reason is being, it's not really because of a memory, but more because of what I was told as uh, my father passed away when I was very young. I don't have any memories of him whatsoever, but um, I was always told that that was a song that he sung to me. So that song always, as you put it so uh, craftily, so well put, Lindsay, it was, would break me into an emotion. It would take me back, even if it was a place that I didn't remember, um, emotions would swell. And so I just thought that you crafted a very lovely scene in this. And for good or bad, there's those things in life that just suddenly transport us to a different age, time, place, emotional state. And it transcends time as we know it. And those things are very powerful. So thank you, Lindsay, for sharing. Next up is a piece by Sam Henley Smith, and it is titled Requiem Delphinus Delphis. For Dad, I find you again, and the body washed in. You sailed out of this city single and sailed back betrothed, exchanged the brine in your bloodstream for love, found land legs, and made family your amphibian home. Now boat teeth line the mouth of the muddy creek, where the sea spat the creature out. Face up, fixed grin, unable to swim with or again the tide. Time swallowed the whole whale of it, and retching, the sea returns you to me. In case I hadn't understood that you were gone. Thank you, Sam, uh, for sharing this piece with us. Regarding this, Sam gave some background information and they said, 
My husband and I live by the sea on Southampton water and keep a small sailing boat in a muddy creek nearby. As we left the creek for our first sail since the pandemic began, we found a dead dolphin floating near the mouth of the creek. I was struck with how this poor dead creature felt like a metaphor for my dad. Both he and my mom died of COVID-19 within seven weeks of one another last year, and I have struggled to believe they are not here anymore. As a merchant seaman in the 1950s, my dad sailed in and out of these waters, and I felt this dolphin was almost a confirmation to me that he had really gone. So I really do appreciate uh, you sharing this background, and I am truly sorry for your loss, Sam. I said it, I believe, in the last episode, um, or maybe the one before that, but someone did a really great post where they were highlighting that as life returns to normal for the majority of us, um, and maybe some of us, life didn't really change too much during the pandemic. Uh, for, for me, I worked through the majority of it, and life, for the most part, wasn't too interrupted uh, regarding it all. And so I think it's easy to forget that a lot of people's lives were fundamentally changed due to this. And it could be people we're close to, and it you know it could be it because of a death, or it could be that the year itself was just really hard for them. And so, once again, even though, as I said, I stated this in the previous episode, is that we should not forget about those. We should remind them that they are not alone, that we know you have been through it, and we are there with you. And so that goes out to you too, Sam. And regarding this piece, as the idea is painful, obviously, uh, regarding the passing of your parents, it's a soberingly beautiful piece. Our life, and I don't know if this is 100% true for you, Sam, regarding it, but sometimes helps us accept or cope or reminds us of this, what this current situation is and how we strengthen uh, to get, to, to take the next step, I should say. I guess the easiest way to put it is that life is insane. <laughs> we are given beautiful moments. As you put out, uh, your uh, father sailed out single and came back betrothed, exchanged a brine in his bloodstream for love, uh, found and made a family, his, amphibi- his amphibian home, and that is a beautiful thing. And then life reminds us of what has transpired, what has been lost. And with all the pain life gives, it also gives so much beauty in the terms of the memories and our experiences and just love and this that balance. So as I said, it it just reminds me that life is insane in terms of that. But thank you, Sam, for sharing. This next piece is by R.C. D. Winter, and it was published in at Indie Scribe One on November 2013. 
and it is titled A Temporality. The time is more than out of joint. It's shattered, fractured into orthogonal fragments, scattered helter-skelter in a continuum that really isn't much of one anymore. A blink can last a lifetime, turn around, and it's next year. No point in schedules, timetables, alarm clocks, all reduced to the past tense of pointlessness. We're out there floating in a sea of space junk, dodging and weaving in waves of catastrophe. So thank you, R.C., uh, for sharing this poem. Uh, As a reminder, too, even if your piece has been published before, as in the case of R.C.'s, you can still send it in. I have no qualms about sharing it, um, so never think that uh, you can't do that. But this poem really captures how, okay, maybe I feel like this a lot of times, as I feel like I was always very bad at keeping track of time. I was discussing with a friend recently, um, just reflecting on the last, what I thought was the last year, maybe two, and they reminded me that the event I was talking about might have happened four years ago. Um, And so in that case, I guess time had no meaning to me. And I just like the, really love the imagery in this poem, but what it really reminds me of and really creates a longing for in me is to be able to live a life where timetables, alarm clocks, are all reduced to past tense, uh, personally. As I said, set your own schedule. Wake up as the sun rises or as the birds wake you up. Never in a rush to be anywhere. Um but just to be in the place when you're meant to be there. That things happen when they're meant to happen. I don't know, that was always the kind of life I really wanted. This one uh, just kind of drew me to that mindset. And maybe it's kind of the opposite idea that you might get reading this, where um, time is something that seems completely broken, or something that we try to constrain and control and lay out. Uh, when in really reality, as R.C. puts it, we're out there floating in a sea of space junk, dodging and weaving in waves of catastrophe. And we're just trying to make sense of it all and organize it a bit to plot out our lives. Um, but part of me likes the idea of just drifting to my own beat, to my own rhythm, and enjoying life not a, a minute at a time, but a breeze at a time. The sunrise and sunset at a time, not keeping a counter on how many days left or how many days until, and just enjoying it a breath at a time. So thank you, R.C., for sharing. And that's it. That's episode 25 of Dead Letter Radio. Uh, Thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in and uh, who submitted their work. I know it can take a lot of courage uh, to share your creativity, to share your soul with people you don't know, with people you do know, just putting it out there. As I said, I always appreciate your guys' courage and bravery in doing so. Um, it's tough. 
And so thank you for sharing it and also giving me the honor and chance to read your words. Someone that you most likely haven't met in person, <laughs> you know. So I truly feel honored for um, being given privy to doing such a task. And I also must give thanks to Candice over at Small Leaf Press as well uh, for working with me and um, being enthusiastic and just a joy um, as I said, I reached out to them, and they are 100% willing to, you know, send um, some submissions my way, along with the people who wrote them, who wrote them, uh, without hesitation. Even when I kind of dragged my feet a little bit, just due to everything going on. So I greatly appreciate that. If you enjoyed this episode, which I really hope you did, especially after the break, uh, tell your friends about it. Uh, that was kind of a joke, but honestly, tell your friends about it. If they enjoy writing or they enjoy poetry or just like relaxing podcasts, uh, send them this way. You can find this podcast on all major platforms, as far as I know. If there is an issue, let me know. Um, and if you'd like to potentially see this podcast grow, leave a review. You can do it on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can definitely leave a review there. Uh, Spotify, you can't, but you can follow the podcast. Um, but leaving a review really helps. So even if you don't use Apple iTunes or a podcast, if you could do me a favor and just leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Um, along with that, if you're interested in submitting your own work, it's very easy to do so. Or if you have a friend who would like to submit, or you know people who would, and you want to pass it along, uh, the easiest way to do it is if you go on my Twitter you can see my email there. My Twitter first is deadlettercast, C-A-S-T. Uh, that's once again, deadlettercast. There you can message me or you can check out my email, which is, this is the easiest way, which is deadletterradiopodcast at gmail.com. That's all on my Twitter. So if you don't remember, you don't have a pen, check it out there. But you can go there. Email me, just send me a, a PDF or a Google Docs or Word doc, uh, whatever you want me to read on the podcast, including the subject line, uh, preferably the date and the title of the piece. And then in the body, just give me some background info if you want on it, if you want that shared, possibly, and how you would like to be credited. You can say you want to be anonymous, which is perfectly fine. You can say a name, you can say a pen name, social media links or handles as well. Um, leave it to like one social media handle if you can, uh, just for time's sake. Um, but yeah, those that's pretty much easy. So you want to submit, go to my Twitter, send me an email. Simple as that. If you'd like to follow me on another platform, I am on Instagram. And I say that loosely, got to get better at that. I, you'll hear that a thousand times. Um, once I find time... I'm going to try to update that with clips from each episode, because I think that would be fun. Just like little previews um, of each episode so people can hear a little bit of a poem and maybe attract more attention there. And so that's really all I needed to say, I think, at the end of the episode. We did run a bit longer. I'm looking at right now we're at 35 minutes, so I did say this episode would be a bit longer. Um, but for some closing comments... I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I hope you guys are able to enjoy the nice weather. We're leaving May um, and getting into June. I'm a year older, not the time of this episode re releasing, but in May I do turn a year older. So that is fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, thinking about that. Um, 
and but I think the summer is going to be a lot of a really great time. I have exciting events that are happening for pe for people I'm close with, and I think it's just going to be overall a great remainder of the year. And I hope it's the same for you guys. I really do. I hope that the hardships have kind of lessened off of you and the weight is a little bit off your shoulders and you're able to smile and laugh and enjoy um, the days as they come. I know bad days will come around again as they always do, but I hope for now you're having a little bit of a respite and you're able to breathe easy and sleep well. And that whatever goals you want to achieve, you're striving and you're able to achieve them. You're able to take each step forward to them. And so keep it up. I'm rooting for you. I think that's it. I don't think I got anything more to rant about. Um, so as always, this is Taze with the Dead Letter Radio. And I'm wishing you all safe travels.